Good morning, Harmony. Would you stand up with us this morning? Welcome to the Christmas season. It's good to see you here smiling. It is going to be a great day. Thanks for joining us online as we sing out these Christmas tunes. Sing from the heart. Think about these words, what Jesus has done for you. Sing with me. Angels we have heard on high. Sweetly singing o'er the plains and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Good morning and welcome to Harmony. We want to thank you for joining us in person, online, wherever you are gathering with us. Uh, we just want to say welcome. We are thrilled that you've made the decision to gather with us today and to celebrate the name of Jesus, to celebrate Christmas. Today we kick off a brand new series entitled Christmas, Celebrate the Name of Jesus. Now, when you begin to think about Christmas, there's lots of things that we could celebrate, right? And I don't know about you, but today, one of the things that really kind of has nothing to do with Christmas, but it does have to do with the winter months that we really should celebrate is, is this. Hawaii is in the middle of a snowstorm. Isn't that awesome? I mean, all those people that thought they could just move there, live there, and never identify with what we get, I think that that is great. And for those that think it's a global warming thing, come and see me later. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll just break down uh, some of those uh, things uh, about that. But hey, it's nice to know that we're not alone with the cold weather and people of the islands are experiencing it uh, just as other people are in other places. Well, today, no matter what's on your mind and no matter what you're going through, right, we have a reason to celebrate in the Christmas season 
and his name is Jesus. And that's what we're going to be talking about for the next several weeks. So we want to uh, thank you for gathering with us, and we're looking forward to that. Today we have some things that are taking place immediately following our service over in Founders Chapel. Our young adults are getting ready to go to the Passion Conference with Louis Giglio and... and uh, Thousands, literally thousands of others uh, will gather there in the Georgia Dome uh, not in the not-too-distant future, uh, and uh, they'll be going in just a few weeks. And uh, they're doing a spaghetti dinner uh, immediately following the service. It's available for donations. They have some to-go boxes as well. So if you would like to go and, and be a part of that, make a generous donation to, to help them get there, uh, that'll be taking place over in Founders Chapel immediately following the service today. And we would encourage you uh, to be a part of that if you would like to do that. If you can't go for lunch, but you'd like to make a donation, you can make a donation to help them uh, get there and uh, be a part of that experience. Also, immediately following the service on your way out today, uh, it's time for us. Uh, we do this on the first Sunday uh, of December as we have deacon nominations and we present them to the congregation. It's time for us to make some choices for our leadership uh, for the coming year, uh, and you're able to do that uh, on your way out today. In the back of our, our worship uh, space here, we, we have uh, some places where you can pick up a ballot, drop those in. We have one over here as well, and if you've completed uh, discovering uh, Harmony New Members class, we would encourage you uh, to stop by, pick one of those up, drop that in the box, and uh, do what, what God would have you to do from that standpoint. Well, we have a lot of things to pray about and pray for, and specifically, I want to ask you to pray for Jennifer Chambers' mom, Judy Perry. She's not doing well uh, at all. We need to pray for her. I want to ask you to uh, pray for uh, Chad Smith's mom as well. They were in a, a car wreck uh, just a little over a week ago, and uh, she is not doing well. Uh, so please pray uh, for Chad Smith's mom that God would be with her and uh, just take care of her uh, during this time. There's a lot of other positive things that we have taken place. I want to remind you that Grief Share uh, is coming up, and, and if you are or someone you know or love is dealing with the loss of a loved one and you're, you're struggling to navigate uh, this Christmas and holiday season, uh, this Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, uh, an opportunity for you to gather uh, with other people who are experiencing those same feelings, thoughts, emotions, uh, and I want to encourage you to do all you can uh, to uh, pray for those that are, are going through that. But if you would like to come and be a part of that, that'll meet over in the Founders Chapel. Uh, and I want to encourage you uh, to be a part of that. And I want to uh, encourage you to help somebody else be a part of that that may need it during this time. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, we come to you today. And uh, Lord, we're looking forward uh, to what you have for us. Uh, Lord, there's so many things that are going on, so many things that are taking place uh, during this Christmas season. Lord, life gets really busy. Uh, we have church things, we have school things, or our children have activities, and life can just uh, seem to be all over the place. And in the midst of it, your name is there and your presence is there, but Father, we often overlook it. We get caught up in all the other things. So Lord, I ask that this year, in all of our lives, that you would help us not just to get caught up in those other things. But, Father, to be able to push away from some of the other responsibilities, some of the other opportunities that present themselves, some of the things that seem to demand our time. And, Lord, I ask that you'll help us to connect with you and who you are in a new way. Father, I pray for Judy Perry that you would comfort her and strengthen her. Lord, you're the great physician. We would ask that you bring healing to her life. For Chad Smith's mom, I, I ask that you would be with her. And, and that you would take care of her and, and, and strengthen her body and heal her body. Lord, for the families in both of those situations, we ask that you would strengthen them and give them your grace. And Lord, I just ask that as our young adults prepare to go to Passion and the different things that will take place at that conference, that you would prepare their hearts and that you would work in a, in a way in their life that only you can. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Amen. Stand with us one more time as we go into the Christmas season. This song always reminds me of Christmas, even though it's not a Christmas song, because they waited for Jesus' arrival so long. He finally came as he opened up the heavens. Sing with me. We're waiting for this day. We're gathered in your name, calling out to you. Your glory like a Truth. You're the 
What name could contain such a glory? In the cool breezes of Eden, brought from the infant earth, one arose, the voice of his creator speaking his identity to life. Adam, man. And as heaven waited short with breath, the creator spoke yet another, Eve mother of all the living. So it was with Abraham, named in the promise as the father of nations, Peter, the rock upon which the church would stand. The name called to life the destiny within. The name set the stage for all that was to come. And unto us a child was born. And what name could contain his glory? For he was mighty God, as the universe gasped into being flinging rays of light from his presence to pierce the void, to shatter the shadows to a tapestry of color. And he is mighty God, shattering our darkness, revealing our light, our truth in him. He was everlasting father when orphaned Israel needed a father's touch. When we, with grief-stricken cheeks, need the embrace of one who never leaves, when we have lost our way to dark horizons, it is our everlasting Father who lights the way home. He is Prince of Peace. When, like Elijah, we need the still small voice in the turmoil's midst. When, like David, we need the melodies of his presence to soothe our troubled minds. He is sanctuary within our trials, shepherd guiding us to still waters. And yes, he is wonderful counselor. God who gives counsel in the chaos, crafting disorder into calm and failure into beauty. He is a voice for the voiceless. He is dignity for the stateless soul. It is he who raised up a lowly shepherd to become a king. He who took the fishermen of Galilee and made them leaders of history. It is the counselor who redeems our lost years breaking chains that have kept dreams imprisoned and joy confined. The name reaches across eternity, exclaimed by the splendors of galaxies, sung by the passions of angels, roared in heaven's fervor, exalted in creation's unfettered rejoicing. What name could contain him? What title, what soul renowned? 
is our wonderful counselor. This is our mighty God. This is our everlasting Father, our Prince of Peace. What name could contain Emmanuel, God with us, Yahweh, the Great I Am? What name could contain the Word of Life, the Light of the World, the King of Kings, the Lord of All? We bow to the name that holds every other in its matchless worth. What name could contain such a glory? What name but Jesus? We cry, Jesus. We cry, holy is the name. Well, we gather and we're celebrating the name of Jesus. And that's what Christmas is really all about, right? We know that Christmas is about Jesus, but, but isn't, isn't it amazing that Jesus gets tucked away in all of the other places? Isn't it amazing as to how busy our life gets and how concerned and consumed we become with all the other options and all the other demands? Like right now, some of you are, are trying to figure out the gift that you get for the person that has everything, right? You, you, you've got somebody in your family, you've got somebody at work, you've got a friend, and, and you think, man, I need to get them something, but how do I get a person something that has everything they need, and, and maybe they don't want for anything? And, and, and we spend a, a lot of time going through that cycle. But, but let me ask you this, how do you celebrate the one who has everything, the one who created everything, and the day is really all about him. Isn't it amazing that we'll search high and low for the one who has everything, but, but we need to get them something, and in the midst of, of trying to, to get them something, we forget about the one that it's all about. And some of the reasons that we do that is because we find ourselves in a difficult place, Sometimes we, we do that because not only do we find ourselves in a, in a difficult place, but, but we find ourselves hurting in, from life's situations. We find ourselves searching for life's answers. And we think, what do I do in that setting? Well, today we kick off the series entitled Celebrating the Name of Jesus with just this thought. Today we're going to celebrate the name of Jesus with Joseph. Now, now I want you to understand that in just a moment we're going to read a passage of scripture that, that describes where Joseph was at, what Joseph was, was going through. And, and I want you to, to catch the things that Joseph was struggling with what he was battling, what he was up against. And in the midst of that, I want you to remember what Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6 has to say about the one that we celebrate. So let's take a look at Isaiah chapter 9, verse number 6. It simply says this, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, now for just a, a moment, I want to read that passage again. Here's what it's saying about the one that we're celebrating, the, the one that would be called Jesus, the, the one that, that we celebrate his birth that came into this world in the midst of our problems, in the midst of our struggles. Here's what it says. It says, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder... And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Now, now think about what was just said. It says there's a child that's going to be born that's unique. He's going to be a son, and, and the, the word for son is, is one that, that is unique. It, we're we're going to 
see that the government is going to be upon his shoulder. So we see the idea that he's a leader and that he has the answers because men are going to look to him and he's going to lead them. And then it says, and his name will be called Wonderful. The word wonderful literally means miraculous. And then it says counselor. So, so he's a miraculous leader, a miraculous counselor, one who can give absolutely incredible advice. Then it says he is the mighty God right? He's not lacking for strength, but then it says he's the everlasting father. He is eternal. And then it says this, he's the prince of peace. So we've got a miraculous counselor that's the mighty God. He is the everlasting father and he's the prince of peace and he's come into this world. Now let's take a look at Matthew chapter one, verse number 18. It says this, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows, right? Now, keep this in mind, the birth of Jesus Christ, Isaiah 9, 6, the birth of Jesus Christ, let's just walk through it, the birth of the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace was on this wise. It took place as follows, it says, after his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus For he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. Then Joseph, being aroused from sleep, did as the angel of the Lord commanded and took to him his wife, and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son. He called his name Jesus. Now, for just a a moment, as we look at Joseph's life, and and we see a, a few things, we know what Isaiah had to say. We know that Isaiah said, look, a son is going to be born, and, and here's what, what it's going to be about. He's going to be a, a miraculous counselor that, that has the answer and is the source of truth, and, and he is the one that can answer any question you have, solve any problem that you are facing. And, and I want you to know that not only is he just a miraculous counselor, but he is the mighty God. He's the everlasting father. There is no end to him, his resources, his wisdom, or his knowledge. And, and I also want you to know that he's the prince of peace, which means he can bring peace to a troubled heart, to a troubled life, to a troubled circumstance. And now, let's go ahead and take a look at Joseph's life. Joseph is, is ready to celebrate his marriage with Mary, okay? We look at it as an engagement, okay? Much further along than an engagement. The only thing that is left is is the honeymoon, all right? It's it's the celebration of the wedding, and in this culture and in this time, the, the, the husband would go away, get the house ready, and then he would come back, and there was this massive party, and it lasted for a week, and 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 there's a lot of things that would seem very awkward to our culture, but it was their culture and and the way they did things. So so Joseph is ready for the celebration, not the ceremony. He's ready for the the honeymoon aspect and and things to get started in their marriage. And here's what happens. It's at this point that we begin to to look at the the life of Joseph and and we discover a handful of things uh, about Joseph one of the things that we discover is his life is interrupted by the unexpected, right? I, I mean, it's, it, it's not what he's expecting. I, I mean, he's all ready to celebrate his marriage, his life, his future, and now all of a sudden, here's what happens. It, it says, now the birth of Jesus Christ was as follows. After his mother Mary was betrothed to Joseph, before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine that awkward conversation? Joseph, we have to talk. 
This sounds kind of unbelievable because it is unbelievable. But Joseph, here, here's the situation I'm in. Now, I, I'm going to tell you something. For, for most people in that day, most people in our day, you, you know what's going to happen? That's going to be a deal breaker. You're going to say, no way. You're, you're asking me to believe the impossible. You're asking me to, to, to put my trust in something that seems so literally out of this world that, that couldn't happen. My, my mind can't, can't begin to, to understand that. And Mary, that's what you want me to believe. Then Joseph, her husband being a, a just man, not, not wanting to, to make her a, a public example, was minded to, to put her away privately. Do you know what the Bible says? Joseph was a just man, but he still had struggles. He still had struggles. I, I want you to get that. That The Bible says that Joseph was a just man. He was a good man. He was living right. He was doing right. And in the midst of that, his life gets interrupted. And you know what? There's, there's a lot of people that, that right now, this, this time of year, this season of life, life is bringing some interruptions to them. And they say, you know, I'm not so certain that I can celebrate the name of Jesus, that I can celebrate Christmas and who he is because of the struggles that I'm facing. But, but do you remember what Isaiah said about him? Isaiah said he's the wonderful counselor. He's the miraculous counselor. He's the guy that you go to. He's the guy that you celebrate. He's the guy that you look to, that you turn to, that you throw your life at because he has the answer for your struggle. Now, now we're quick to, to move on down the road when there's a problem, and we're quick to say, look, I don't know that I can include Jesus in this moment because I'm hurting so bad, and if he really loved me, why would this be happening to me? You've heard me say this before, and I'll say it again. We shouldn't ask ourselves, why do bad things or interruptions happen to good people? We should be asking ourselves, how do good people respond when interruptions take place in their life, when bad things happen to them, when the struggles of life invade their life and in their circumstances. And, and, and here's what we see in the life of Joseph. He's interrupted by the unexpected, right? I mean, at this point in time, his life is, is really interrupted by the unexpected. He had his plan, he had his dream, he had his desires. Some of you have been there, dealing with the unexpected. Dealing with things that you've never planned. Joseph was just, but he still had struggles. Some are, are, are there right now. But, but in the midst of what the Bible says about Joseph, I want you to understand this, that Joseph cared more about Mary than he, he cared about himself. Even in the unexplainable, even when she comes and says, look, Joseph, this is going to be an awkward conversation and I really don't know how to explain it. Joseph wants to take care of this privately. Why? Because he doesn't want harm to be done to the one that he loves. He doesn't want to make her humiliation and her struggle more than, than what it already is. Isn't it amazing sometimes when, when people interrupt our life, we want them to feel the pain that, that we're feeling? We, we want them to know how we're hurting, and, and that's where the saying comes from that, that hurt people hurt people, or hurting people hurt people. Joseph is, is in, a, in the midst of a setting and situation where undoubtedly his heart is hurting. His life has been interrupted. He's described as a just man, yet he has struggles. So, so what do we look at with Joseph? He's dealing with canceled dreams, a future that is totally uncertain. And how does he celebrate Christmas? How does he celebrate the name of Jesus in this setting? One of the first things that I want us to get in the life of Joseph today is, is this. That in the midst of his problems and his struggles... In the midst of a future being canceled, in the midst 
of, of all the difficult decisions, and let's just be real, in the midst of all the gossip that's going around, right? I mean, I, I'm going to tell you something. They didn't have Facebook or Instagram or Snapchat or Twitter. They just had the good old-fashioned social network, right? People met at the market. They went to get water, and I promise you, everybody in the area knew. Why? Because bad news or odd news has always traveled fast. I promise you, everyone knew. I promise you, when, when Joseph went out, because the Bible teaches us that he was a carpenter, when he went out to his, his place of work, I, I, I'm certain that there were some guys that, that he worked with that were probably talking over in the corner, and Joseph had to wonder what they were saying. I'm certain that, that Mary, being the age that, that she was, a, a young girl, maybe about the, the age of a, of a, a sophomore in, in high school. That she's struggling with all of these things. Her mom and dad are, are struggling with, with all of these scenarios. They, they can't explain it. And, and they're looking for an answer in the midst of all of these things that are really crashing down upon their life. Here's what Joseph did that we need to take. If, if we don't take anything else from this message today, I want you to take this first point that we just get in Joseph's life, and it's this. While there was plenty of things for him to hear, while there was plenty of voices for him to, to listen to, here's what Joseph did. Joseph listened for the voice of God. When you begin to ask yourself, how can I celebrate the name of Jesus in this Christmas season while there's all kinds of other things that we can hear, while there's voices speaking into our life of we've got to be here, while there's voices saying you've got to get this, while there's voices saying you need to take care of that, and while there's all the other voices that are telling us about our problems, our struggles, the things that we're not worthy of, here's what we have to remember. One of the things that is true in the life of Joseph is this. Joseph listened for the voice of God. Here's what you're going to find. Joseph listened for the voice of God prior to this. He listened for the voice of God during this. And when you look a little later, after the wise men show up and they leave, Joseph continues to listen for the voice of God. Before, during, and continuing the circumstance, he's listening for the voice of God. Undoubtedly, there was plenty of things for him to hear. Undoubtedly, he, he was wanting to listen to some of his feelings. He, he was listening to, to some of his emotions. You say, how do you know that? The, the Bible says, while he thought on these things. Joseph is saying, wow, you know what? Mary has, has really messed up the future. There's some embarrassment that's there. People are, are, are talking and our struggles seem more real than, than what they've ever seemed before. How are we going to, to navigate this while he thought on these things? He's trying to find a way to get out of the circumstance and not create a public spectacle. He's trying to find a way to get out of the circumstance and, and not harm the one that he loves. In the midst of that, here's what happens. Joseph listens to the voice of God. He listens for God speaking to him. I want to tell you something today, church. God still speaks to us. He, he speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through, through the Holy Spirit. If, if, if we're a Christ follower, we have the Holy Spirit in us. So, so when you're struggling, what do you listen for? Sometimes when, when we're struggling and we're, when we're hurting, we just listen for that voice that tells us it's okay to do what we want to do. Anybody ever been there before? Really, you're mad, you're ticked off, you're hurt, you want to settle the score, you, you want to handle things your way. We just listen for that voice and, and we just go, okay, that's where I'm going. That's the emotion that I'm going to let lead me. Joseph, he, he's, he's wrestling with these things, but, but Joseph listens for the voice of God. You say, why is that so important? Do you notice in Isaiah chapter 9 and verse number 6 that the Bible says, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, 
Prince of Peace. Do you know Joseph needed a voice of reason in his life? He needed a voice of comfort. He needed a voice of direction. He needed a voice of strength. And the voice that he needed was literally interrupting his life and saying, Joseph, I've got a different plan for you. And we're going to talk about that in, in just a moment. But the voice that, that he needed, what was the voice of that everlasting father, that wonderful counselor? Why, why do we not make room for that voice? The Bible says he's a wonderful counselor. One of the ways that we celebrate the name of Jesus is, is to peel everything back and begin to look and say, okay, here's what happened in the Christmas story. Not the one we see on TV, the one we, we read in his word. We, we learn that the people that were in the setting and surrounding the events of the birth of Christ, they listened for the voice of God. When life was difficult, when it seemed out of control, when, when it seemed like it was completely chaotic, what did they do? They listened for his voice. Now, now why is that so important? I, I want to tell you, the voice that we celebrate will be the voice that we listen to. The voice that we listen to will be the voice that we celebrate. It, it will be where we give our attention, our affection, our abilities to. It, it'll, it'll be the one that we say, look, you, you want to interrupt my life? G go ahead, in interrupt my life. Here it is. And that'll either be our emotion, it'll either be our desire, or, or it will be the voice of, of the Lord. It'll be the voice of, of, of someone else. Joseph is centered in and he's tuned in in the midst of his life and in the midst of all of the struggles and the questions and saying, look, how could anybody celebrate the name of Jesus in this? Here's what, what Joseph does. Joseph says, look, the angel said, wow, my, my wife is found with child and it's not just any child, it's Jesus the Christ, the anointed one. The one that would be the Messiah. Then we, we see the name Jesus, which is Savior or Deliverer. Then we see the name Emmanuel, which is God with us. And Joseph begins to understand from Isaiah 9, 6, and the, the words of instruction that he's hearing from the voice of God, that, that God's not trying to just interrupt his life with circumstances. He's not trying to interrupt his plans and derail the future that he had planned. God is saying, look, there is a voice that identifies with your pain, your suffering, your situation, your struggle, and I want you to know that you can trust me because here's the reality. God with us means that God is for us. It also translates in, in, into this for the believer, God in us, but it also means God through us. Now, when you begin to look at the life of Joseph, how in the world did he cope with what was there? He listened for the voice of God, God with us, which when you're a Christ follower, that's God in us. That is God through us. You see, Isaiah 9, 6 says, I'm sending my son into the world, and he's completely unique, and there is no other like him. And when you face life's most difficult challenges, I just want you to know that he's for you. When you're following him and you don't know the answer and you've got a struggle that's overwhelming, I want you to know that he's in you and he's willing to strengthen you. But I want you to know that in the midst of other circumstances, while people are watching what you're going to do and how you're going to handle yourself, you don't have to feel the pressure. You can just understand that he's working through you. You see, when we look at the life of Joseph, he's facing all kinds of emotions, a future that he had planned out that's, that's not going to be what it was, right? And, and, and I'm just here to tell you, any future that God has for us is far better than what we have planned for ourselves. I promise you that. But, but think about this for just a moment. I, I mean, 
I guarantee you, people were no different in that day than they are this day. I promise you, Mary was dealing with some of the same things. She was thinking about their, their first child and what the name was going to be. And now she's got a situation that's unexplainable. And by the way, this is going to be the name. Not connected to the family, not after dad as, as the tradition would have been in this day and age. Everything is going to be different. And undoubtedly, undoubtedly, there was a struggle, even in the household, because James, the, the half-brother of Jesus, right? They, they shared the earthly mother, and, and, and they shared, uh, they, they had the earthly father that was actually James's father. James, the, the brother of Jesus, didn't believe until after the resurrection. Imagine that, all those years James, growing up in a household where Joseph was leading and caring and trying to do things, and James doesn't even believe. Yeah, yeah, right, Dad. How would that go over if I tried that story? I think there's things that, that we forget about and, and we don't even think of and, and, and we don't put much thought into, but undoubtedly, this is critical mass crisis in their life. And what does Joseph do? Joseph listens for the voice of God. And, and, and why is that so important? Because we will begin to celebrate the voice that we listen to. We do it all the time. People have no trouble talking about who they listen to. Well, I decided to do this, so I just did it. Well, they told me to, to do that, but I disagreed with it, and somebody else told me to do something else, and, and I thought that lined up with things, so, so I, I did that. When, when we begin to look at, at Joseph's life, he listened for the voice of God. I don't know what you're going through today, but one of the ways we celebrate the name of Jesus, especially at Christmas, is we listen. We listen to the voice of God. We listen for the voice of God. Joseph had something else that was pretty important. It says, Joseph, her husband being a just man, verse number 19, and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought on these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. When you begin to, to look at what happens in the life of Joseph, here's, here's what we see. Joseph feared God more than the culture. You see, Joseph wanted to put Mary away, but he, he wanted to do it privately. He wanted to be loving. He wanted to be gracious. He wanted to be kind. And that's one of the reasons that he's called a just man. But, but here's... What happens in Joseph's life? Joseph put his relationship with God above his reputation with others. And, and what would happen if we would just capture that in our life? We put our relationship with God above our reputation with others. Isn't it amazing sometimes we worry more about what other people are going to think, say, or do than what God does? It's amazing sometimes that, that you look in, in, in life and because we're, we're concerned about what other people think or what other people are thinking, doing, saying, how they're living, we begin to, to go ahead and lower our standards. Instead of getting closer to God, we become further from God and, and, and we let somebody else set the limit for our life because of what they think, say, or do. Imagine how difficult it must have been in the life of Joseph to know that other people are talking, other people are whispering, other people have advice, yet here's something that's incredibly important that comes out in verse number 22. And here's why it matters what voice we listen to. It says, in verse number 21, and she will bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, 
You see, sometimes our fear of what others might think or what others are going to respond with might just keep us from the future that God has for us. Sometimes people will say, oh, well, well, well God gets done what he, he wants done. You're right, he does. And, and I promise you this, and I'm saying it about myself in, in included. For those people that are always saying, hey, God's sovereign and he accomplishes everything he wants to accomplish, a lot of us are going to get to heaven and find out that there were some things he wanted us to do, but we didn't, so he got somebody else to do it on our behalf. You're, you're absolutely right. God's, God's going to get it done. But there's some things that we might be missing out on, so, some struggles that we might be having. And, and, and when we begin to, to look at our life and where we're at, sometimes we have to understand that, that we need to have a greater fear and reverence for God than we do for those that are in the culture that surrounds us. See, here's a reality. The people in the day of Joseph were looking for the Messiah. You say, how do you know that? Because it's all through the New Testament. They were just looking for someone and something that was different than what Jesus was when he showed up. They were looking for someone that was going to make a grand entrance. They were looking for someone that, that would make it exciting in a way that they expected. Yet when, when Jesus shows up on the scene, this wonderful counselor comes in, this mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace, and it seems like there's a disruption to the life of Joseph and Mary, yet we, we find out when they listen to the voice of God and they have a healthier fear of God than they do of the culture, here's what happens. That, that faith and that belief and that trust in God takes you to the future that God has for you. And the future that God has for you impacts the future of those around you. You see, how do you celebrate the name of Jesus? We listen for his voice. In the midst of all the, the voices that are calling out, in the midst of all the things that, that capture our attention, we, we listen for the voice of God, but we, we also we say, look, I'm going to have a, a fear of God rather than the culture. Right now, a lot of people are, are, are saying, look, I'm not cert so certain I can celebrate the name of Jesus and do it publicly because of what other people will think. Do you know, honestly, it, it, it's really time for the church to, to get over what other people think? Oh, we need to love them. We need to serve them. We, we need to, 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 to be there, but, but we don't need to be backing away from the name of Jesus and who he is. We have the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the Prince of Peace, the everlasting Father, right? And, and yet, we're reserved in, in celebrating his name and, and who he is is we we look at joseph and he said look i've got a greater fear of god than, than i do of the culture that's around me but then I, I think that we just sum it up and this is our last thought verse number 24 then joseph being raised from sleep did as the angel of the lord commanded him and took to him his wife. You know, it's a three-letter word, and we don't put much stake in it when we're going through and breaking it down and trying to analyze the, the text in Greek and Hebrew, but, you know, here's a reality. Verse number 24, one of the most important pat words in the entire passage is did. That's it. Then Joseph did. What did he do? As the angel of the Lord commanded him and took to him his wife and did not know her till she had brought forth her firstborn son and he called his name Jesus. Do you know what Joseph did? Joseph followed God's instruction. Do you know one of the greatest ways to celebrate the name of Jesus is this? It's to follow his instruction. Really, it is. In the Old Testament, it says, don't take the name of the Lord in vain. And people think that means don't cuss. But do you know what it means? It means don't say that you're going to follow him if you're not following him. 
Don't, don't let his name be of no avail. Don't make it vain in your life. It means follow him. It means go after him. It means pursue him. And that's what Joseph did. Joseph did. It means to commit. It, it means to pursue. It means to be carried out. It, it means to perform. So let me ask you something today. What has God asked you to do? What, what do you know you need to do? What, what do you know you need to give your life to? What, what problem are you struggling with and you, you think that God has given you the answer to it, but, but you're a little hesitant? What problem do you need to, to solve and, and you think this is the direction you need to go, but you're a little more afraid of what might happen, what could happen, what somebody else would say, what they're going to think. What has God said? Look, this is what I want you to do. What has God asked you to do? Because God has asked all of us to do something for him. First, if you don't know him, he's asking you to trust him as your savior. That's what Christmas is all about. He came into this world to give his life for you. So would you trust him? But if you have trusted him as your savior, what, what's he asking you to do? Are you willing to take that next step? Are you willing to serve? Are, are you willing to, to begin to live the life that he's called you to do? Are you going to carry it out? Are you going to perform it as Joseph did? You see, we celebrate his name best and the most when our life becomes about him. So when Joseph heard his name will be called Emmanuel, which is God with us, and we hear it, I want you to understand that there is a wonderful counselor, the mighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace, God with us that came into this world to be with you, to get in your life, to work through your life so that your life and the lives of others around you might be impacted for him and to forever be changed. The question is this, will we be like Joseph and listen to the voice of God and what he wants us to do? Will we have a greater fear of God than, than of culture? Are we willing to follow God's instruction? We celebrate his name best and most when we follow what he's called us to do. Would you pray with me? Before we pray, today I just want to ask you, are you certain that you've trusted Christ as your Savior? Today, if you would say, John, I'm not certain that I know Jesus as my Savior. I'm not certain that there's ever been a, a time where I've trusted him as my Savior, where I've said, would you forgive me of my sins and to be my Savior? If there's never been that moment in your life, but you want that moment to be right here, right now, today. Here's what I want you to do. From your heart to God's heart, just say, God, right here as I am, I know that I'm a sinner. I know that my life is not perfect in the best I know how. I believe that you sent your son into this world to live a perfect life, to go to the cross, to die in my place, and to rise again on the third day. I don't understand everything, but I believe it to the best of my knowledge. And today I'm gonna put my faith in you and ask you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. If that's you today, right now, just pray that simple prayer. Ask him to do it, and he will. Do it right now. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I've already done that. Maybe today the question for you is this, God, what do you want me to do? God, God, what can I do in my life that, that I, I need to do? My next step in faith, maybe it's baptism, maybe it's committing to prayer time and Bible study, maybe it's getting involved in a life group, serving in a ministry, maybe it's starting to, to give back to God on a regular basis, maybe it's sharing your faith with that neighbor or that family member that you know you're gonna see over the next little bit because of gatherings. Whatever it is, ask God to help you with it. 
Would you pray with me? Father, we come to you today. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all that you've done and all that you're going to do. And Lord, today I ask that you would help us to hear from you, that you would help us to follow you. Father, if there's one here that doesn't know you, that they would just say, Jesus, would you please be my Savior and forgive me? Help them to know that it's as simple as that, that you've already done everything. Father, for those of us that need to take next steps, that need to say, okay, God, what are you asking me to do? Help us to listen for your voice in that direction and help us to follow you completely and totally. As Joseph followed you, help us to do that and help us to know that that's what celebrating the name of Jesus is. It is following you. It is doing what you have commanded us to do. Father, help us to do it, we pray. In Christ's name, amen. Well, I want to thank, thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried, and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your Savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my Savior, and he will do it. If you've made that decision today, please let us know. Please reach out to us. We would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who Jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life. If you are a part of the Harmony family, uh, you're a part of our Harmony uh, online community and our online campus, I want to thank you for joining us as well. And I want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so. But please remember, we're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and, and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to harmonyofavon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.